0: Hello, and welcome to 30 Days of Grim. In today's episode, we'll find out what happens to a soldier who makes a deal with the devil and turns into episode 29, Bearskin. There once was a young fellow who joined the army as a volunteer. He was brave and was always in the foremost ranks where the fight was thickest. As long as the war lasted, his life was good, but when peace was restored, he was discharged from the army, and the captain told him he might go where he pleased. His parents were dead, and he no longer had any home to return to, so he went to his brothers and begged them to take him in, until the war broke out again, but the brothers were hard-hearted. "'What can we do with you?' they said. "'You are of no use to us. Go and see how you can look after yourself.' The soldier had nothing left but his rifle." "'he put it on his shoulder and made ready to go out into the world. "'He got to a wide moor on which there was nothing to see but a clump of trees. "'With a heavy heart he sat down underneath them and contemplated his fate. "'I have no money,' he thought. "'I have learnt nothing but the profession of arms. "'And now, because there is peace in the land, they don't need me anymore. "'I foresee that I am bound to starve.' "'All of a sudden he heard a roar,' And as he looked around, a stranger stood before him, wearing a green coat, and though he looked quite stately, he had an ugly cloven foot. "'I know what you were in need of,' said the man. "'You shall have gold and goods, as much as you can squander. But first, I must find out if you are fearless, so that my money doesn't go up in smoke.' "'A soldier and fear? How can they go together?' he answered. "'You can put me to the test.' "'Very well,' answered the man.' "'Just look behind you.' "'The soldier turned round and saw a huge bear "'growling and coming toward him at a canter. "'Oh, ho!' cried the soldier. "'I will tickle your nose till you won't feel like growling any more." "'He took aim and shot the bear through the muzzle "'so it did not stir again. "'It is clear that you're not lacking in courage,' said the man. "'But there is still another condition which you must fulfill.' "'If it doesn't spoil my chance of salvation,' answered the soldier.' seeing only too well that it was the devil who stood before him. You shall see for yourself, answered the devil. For the next seven years, you may neither wash nor comb your beard and hair, cut your nails, or say the Lord's prayer. I will give you a jacket and a cloak, which you shall wear all that time. If you die within those seven years, you are mine. On the other hand, if you live, you will be free and rich as long as you live. The soldier's thoughts turned to the great need he was in, and as he had faced death so many times before, he resolved to risk it again. The devil took off his green coat, gave it to the soldier, and said, Put this coat on, and whenever you put your hand in the pocket, you will always find it full of money. Then he skinned the bear and said, This shall be your cloak and your bed, for you must sleep on it and never get into any other bed, and because of this apparel you should be called bearskin. Thereupon, the devil vanished. The soldier put the coat on, felt it once in the pocket, and found that it was full of money. He threw the bearskin round his shoulders and went forth into the world. He was of good cheer, refraining from nothing that did him good and the money harm. The first year, things went passably well, but by the second, he already looked like a monster. His hair covered nearly the whole of his face. His beard resembled a piece of coarse matting. "'His fingers had claws, and his face was so covered with filth "'that he had one sewn crest there, and it would have grown. "'Everyone who saw him ran away, "'but since he always gave money to the poor to pray for him "'that he might not die within the seven years, "'and paid well for everything, he always managed to find shelter. "'In the fourth year he came to an inn, "'but the landlord would not take him in. "'He was not even willing to let him have a place in the stable.' for fear that his horses would run away. However, when Bearskin thrust his hand into his pocket and brought out a handful of ducats, the innkeeper relented and gave him a room in an outhouse. However, Bearskin had to promise not to let anyone see him so that the inn wouldn't get a bad name. One evening, Bearskin was sitting alone, wishing with all his might that the seven years were past, when he suddenly heard a loud lamenting in an adjoining room. He had a compassionate heart, so he opened the door and saw an old man crying bitterly and wringing his hands in despair. Bearskin went nearer, but the man sprang to his feet and made to run away. But when he heard a human voice, he grew less afraid, and by kind and comforting words, Bearskin got him to reveal the cause of his sorrow. He said his fortune had gradually dwindled away, that he and his daughters had to go hungry, and he was so poor that he couldn't even pay the innkeeper. "'and was about to be put in prison. "'If you have no further troubles,' said Bearskin, "'I have money enough.' "'He called for the innkeeper, "'paid him and put a purseful of gold "'into the poor man's pocket. "'When the old man saw he had been delivered "'from his troubles, "'he didn't know how to show his gratitude. "'Come with me,' he said to Bearskin. "'My daughters are wonders of beauty. "'Choose one of them for your wife. "'When the one that you choose "'hears what you have done for me, "'she won't refuse.' "'You certainly look a bit odd, but she'll know how to put you straight again.' "'The suggestion appealed to Bearskin, and he went with the old man. "'But when the eldest saw him, she was so horrified by his looks that she screamed and ran away. "'The second stood still and studied him from head to foot, but then said, "'How can I take a husband, one who no longer looks human? "'Indeed, the shaved bear that was once shown here and paraded as a man pleased me much better.' "'for at least it had on the fur coat and white gloves. "'But the youngest daughter said, "'Dear father, he must be a good man "'to have helped you out of your distress. "'If you promised him a bride in return, "'your word must be kept.' "'It was a pity that Bearskin's face "'was covered with dirt and hair. "'Otherwise they might have seen "'how delighted he was on hearing these words. "'He took a ring off his finger, "'broke it in two and gave one half to her, "'keeping the other for himself.' He wrote his name on her half, and her name on his, and begged her to take good care of it. Then he took his leave and said, I must wander about for three more years. If I come back, we'll celebrate our wedding. But if I don't, you are free, for then I am dead. But pray to God to preserve my life. The poor bride dressed herself all in black, and tears came into her eyes whenever she thought of her husband. Her sisters, however, had nothing but her for scorn, and they made fun of her. Take care, said the eldest, when you give him your hand, he'll hit it with his paw. Beware, said the other, bears are fond of sweets, and if you please him, he'll eat you up. And the eldest sneered, you must always do his will or he'll start growling. And the second said, but it will be a merry wedding, bears dance well. The young bride, however, said nothing and did not allow her sisters to put her off waiting for her husband to return. All of this time Bearskin was wandering about in the world. He went from place to place, doing good deeds whenever he could, and gave generously to the poor so that they would pray for him. At length the last of the seven years dawned. Again he went out onto the moor and sat under the clump of trees. Before long the wind whistled and the devil stood before him. He looked very annoyed. He threw Bearskin his old coat and demanded his green coat back. "'Oh no!' said Bearskin.' First you shall make me clean. So the devil had to fetch some water, wash bearskin, comb his hair, and cut his nails. Bearskin looked like a gallant warrior again and was more handsome than ever. Then the devil disappeared, and Bearskin felt much relieved and light of heart. He went into town, bought a magnificent velvet coat and a coach drawn by four white horses. Then he drove to his bride's house. No one recognized him. The father took him for a noble military gentleman and led him into the room where his daughters were sitting. He was made to sit down between the two eldest ones. They poured him wine, placed the choicest foods before him, and thought that all in the world they hadn't seen a handsomer man. But the youngest daughter sat opposite him in her black clothes and did not raise her eyes or speak a word. When Bearskin finally asked the father if he would give him one of the daughters in marriage, the two eldest jumped up, Ran into the rooms to put on their best dresses, for each fancied that she was the chosen one. The moment the stranger was alone with his bride, he brought out the half ring and placed it in a glass of wine, which he handed her across the table. She took the wine, but when she had drunk it and found the half ring lying at the bottom, her heart began to pound. She took the other half, which she was wearing on a ribbon round her neck, put the two together, and the two parts fit perfectly. Then he said, I am your betrothed bridegroom, whom you knew as bearskin, but by the grace of God I had my human shape restored to me and have once more become myself. Then he went up to her embraced and kissed her. Meanwhile, the two sisters had come in the room dressed in their finest clothes. When they saw the handsome man had fallen for their younger sister and heard that he was really bearskin, they ran out of the room in rage and fury. Such was their anger that one drowned herself in a well and the other hanged herself upon a tree. That evening, there was a knock on the door. When the bridegroom opened it, he found the devil standing there in his green coat. You see, said the devil, I now have two souls for just your one.